My name is Maceo. My name is Puno. And this is our podcast. It's fun with Puno and Maceo. Maceo and Puno. It's Puno and Maceo. <laughs> Whatever. You brought somebody to my house. <laughs> I brought a stranger. <laughs> Rule number one of growing up is do not talk to strangers. And last episode, we told you about how you could talk to strangers. And I put some of that to the test. I met an amazing person who I'm assuming Wait. is amazing. <laughs> <Talking> about that. <laughs> giving, giving, giving the benefit of the doubt here. Um, you don't laugh. Uh, I do a little snicker before you no. <laughs> Um We'll find out. Um, but I think no pressure. I think they are amazing because <laughs> is that your pronoun? Here, here we are. Uh, the, oh, what's your pronouns? She, her, she. Yeah. I okay. Think, I think they is a bit big. I'm not that royal yet, mm. but we'll see. We'll see. I like that. Yes. So that ties into another episode. But so <laughs> Lisa Callbacks. is someone I met in downtown, pretty much in passing, but. It was at a conference, so there was this sort of bubble of safety where you would feel comfortable talking to a complete stranger. But nonetheless, that's what happened. Okay, wait. Can, you might need to say that again because you – so you were at Stumptown. Okay, so here's the backstory. I was at Wild Living Foods meeting with a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And Lisa, because Wild Living Foods is entirely walls of glass, I saw her walk in and I was like, uh, you – and then I was like, that's that, that, that's that girl from that fucking conference. Were and you scared? I no, was a bit scared. I wasn't actually walking. I'm I like, was no, she wasn't. through the rain and then somebody screams my name. <laughs> it was raining? <laughs> it was the one and only day where it ever rained. Yeah, it was raining yesterday. Oh, yesterday. So I saw her yesterday and then I said, you know what? I didn't know you lived downtown. We never actually linked up. You walked out of Wild and you... No, then by then they had come... Thanks. Oh, you were going to Wild. The royal me again. Yeah, I, no, <laughs> you and your friend. Yeah. The two of them now. <laughs> um, so. It's ingrained in us at this point. So now she's in Wild Living Foods. I'm in Wild Living Foods. And I said, hey, we should get together. And then I said, how about tomorrow? So then, so then you. So I saw her at a conference. And then I saw her again downtown LA. And then I, she said, my studio is right here across the street. Pink building. And I said. Oh, cool. We should meet up. And then I messaged her like that day or later that night or something and was like, hey, how about tomorrow? Because I'm going to come back to record the podcast. So we met at Stumptown. And then I thought, you're creative. You run a, a, a you're a creative director. You run like a marketing or branding sort of creative firm. That sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Our podcast is about fun. Mm. Do you want to be on it? Mm. And she goes, well, you know, what is it? And Did I go, you text me before or after? No, I invited her before I even texted you. <laughs> I was I was wearing a jacket with a golden joy pin on it. Maybe that's what kind of shut his brain yes. off yeah. when he saw that. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. No, no. I mean, I, I wouldn't care. So just to describe, Lisa. <laughs> I you knew that. Lisa, is, she has bright blue eyes. She has a great smile. Mm. I sat down and I had my iPad out and I said, hey, can I draw you while we talk? And she said, sure. And then I flipped the iPad around and I said, now it's your turn. And she just started drawing me. And it wasn't. You're that guy. You were that guy. I was that, that guy. does that. But she didn't mm -hmm. flinch and she didn't get weird. She just rolled with the punches. And I thought, this is a cool person. Cool. You are. This was a successful audition. I hope it looked like one of those Six Flags cartoons <laughs> where you're on like a little car. <laughs> 
and get like a big face. Uh, it does. Both of the drawings do look a little cartoony because we're on the iPad and it's just like you draw weird. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You were like, mm, I'm going to do a big circle now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's great. Well, I'm glad you're here. Well, thanks for having me here. So, Neighbor. Yeah. Hi. So maybe to start, tell us about your professional life and then we'll go into that and then then we'll go into your personal life because i don't really know you i just know the four <laughs> sentences that i text we've established that so maybe tell us yeah. a little about yourself you passed the test yeah. and now yeah about work things okay um i actually just came because you promised me to find joy in this conversation <laughs> mm -hmm. so um i kind of admitted that the pin is just a reminder so i don't forget what i'm actually looking for but here we go let's see work is mostly fun too i think i'm a creative director I have a creative studio here downtown and I try and work with ethical and sustainable brands and I do the branding and the marketing and all the good things. Um, basically, the plan is to make this world a little more beautiful and better along the way. Fun. Yeah. And uh, the work itself is so fun, but I think what I'm trying to figure out how to get more fun into is the business side of things that all of a sudden <gasps> when you run your own studio you don't just get to be a creative director you have to wear all the hats and most of them kind of suck Ooh. you see why i brought her yeah because i <laughs> i have i have a hat that has the word spreadsheets on it ew i think you know i feel like it's not it's not just i don't know i think numbers is like a way to talk about your business in a different in a different way. Hmm. And I think that like, at first it's very intimidating and it doesn't look fun because, you know, like it just doesn't look like art. But at the end of the day, for me, it's a translation of how, of how, of the real, the realities of like how your business functions. And it's like really fun to kind of, for me, I like to play around with numbers and see, you know, what the potential is of something and like what I, I do like looking at the costs of things and seeing like, where's the fun in that? <laughs> I, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's rooted in reality. And I really, I appreciate reality. I think it's like, mm. that's where, that's why we're here. You know, like we get to, to do this thing while you're not in your head. No, I, I, so Puno and I are, are very similar in this regard that we have, have an appreciation for numbers, but I, don't value them in the same way that she does. I happen to have developed a skill for logistics and spreadsheets and forecasting hmm. through my professional life. But it's not something that I love and enjoy. I just happen to know how to do it. Right. You know? It's a skill. It's a skill that I'm like... A necessity. Uh, a necessity that I'll, I'll employ. Mm -hmm. but it's something you have to learn, no? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the kid in math who wasn't paying attention and was drawing and doodling the whole time. <laughs> and then I went to design school and then I worked in advertising and right. design mm -hmm. and nobody ever teaches you about numbers and how to do spreadsheets. So yeah. to me, it's the devil. <laughs> and that's unfortunate because, so we're actually on Isle of Creators, we're teaching a course on personal finance and my goal, and I hesitated, but my goal was if somebody can recreate this spreadsheet that we created to show bookkeeping and budgeting, mm. If I can figure out how to make this fun, man. But I, I do agree <laughs> it's going to be a challenge. Right. 
Because so, it's a different part of your brain. Yeah, it's a different part of your brain. So I, I like this idea, the, the deep question of, hi, I'm a creative professional and now I'm wearing all the hats. I got to do biz dev. I got to do the actual labor of designing and creating the content. Mm-hmm. I also have to pitch. I also have to run my numbers and charge the right amount to make it sustainable. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot, right? How, how long yeah. ago did you start your business? About a year, but... Um, oh, so, okay, see, this is the other thing. Like, you just started your business, mm. and you're like, I want to do this because I want to... You had a vision of, like, what you a wanted... Vision. A vision. Mm-hmm. Of what you wanted, and it's only been a year. Yeah, but... You know what I'm saying? Like, you, it's like... Uh, let me play a little more. Mm. Why do I, I need to like do everything at once? And you kind of have to because it's a business, but like I could see how that's uh, not the first thing you want to (laughs) do. It's just, it's hard. I think to remember to your point also with the, the biz def and all that as a creative, I tend to just get really sucked into a project and then I'm all, I live this project and I think about nothing else. And then at the end of the project, you remember that, Oh shit, I have to run a company Mm. and where's the next project and the next check coming from and right. you kind of have to while you work on a project or more than one you have to work on what's coming up and like getting and the next one and all that yeah and that's not fun right so 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 part of this is a challenge to us mm-hmm. when we were talking downstairs and what she led with is she has the joy pin mm-hmm. pin that reminder of joy not that she has the easiest person to carry it around but why I, I wanted to have Lisa on the podcast because I think that it's really great to show people that out in the real world, there are people who don't think it's fun all the time. And we have, you know, come up with strategies and that's the way we're trying to approach stuff. It's fun. And this is a challenge for us to deal with like a stoic German new business person. Oh, come on. Stoic. She got leopard pants on. I know. I just, I'm making it, I'm trying to make it sound like a bigger challenge. Right, 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 right. I think when you asked me if I was fun, I said, no, I'm German. Maybe that's why he's bringing Uh. it back to that. (laughs) Okay. But y'all know how to have fun on board games. I got to say. What? No, God, I hate board games. (gasps) I'm a very bad German. I don't like board games. I don't like beer. I don't like sausages. I do have leopard pants on though. You see? So this is what I'm saying. We got our work cut out for us. You're, you're. Right, go for it then. Yeah. So you're defying stereotypes. Yeah, you're you're defying stereotypes oh, left yeah, and right. Sure. So part of what I wanted to do is have Lisa on the show to help unpack some of the stuff that are people's walls, you mm-hmm. know? And maybe this is a way for us to reflect on some things that we have encountered ourselves and just remind ourselves that it's not so easy to keep the fun in our life and that maybe even at certain times it wasn't so fun right and how can we speak to those people who are listening to us for insights Mm -hmm. it's like that responsibility and some things that you want like for me having kids is something like I don't see the fun I kind of do I mean I definitely see like children and like yeah they're fun but like raising them well see children have fun children have fun I have fun with kids it's fun to be a kid I am I am like great I love hanging out with kids but it's different like and this is where Lisa comes back in as well tell us now a little bit about your personal life oh wow um I married a family last year (gasps) I um I was a very individual uh, 
crazy weirdo who's just on my own a lot and traveling and just being very independent. And then I fell in love. Damn it. Um, Mistake Aww. number one. No, it's no, I'm awesome. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Love's pretty cool. I know, I was joking. But, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, but it comes with, it, it definitely comes with a lot of responsibilities that when you just blindly love, you don't consider so much. And um, How much family is it? I have it? two kids now. <gasps> now. I How have, old? Uh, a five-year-old and a ten-year-old. You look great. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I did not make them. Yeah. But um, did you get stepmom vibes? I yeah, full Oof. on. Damn, I was that asshole too. I did that. <sighs> I'm sorry. I mean, to all the yes and no. Um, to the little one, I'm mommy. From I think the minute she realized I'm not going anywhere, I was mommy. <gasps> And I didn't plan on being mommy, I think. I thought I could just be the fun girlfriend who turns into the fun wife who just still is the fun one, maybe, yeah. or at least the one who just hangs out with them and enjoys life with them. And mm -hmm. that doesn't work at all when you live with kids. They don't care so much for you just do you. I think my husband then said when, when I moved in, you just do whatever you want to do or can do and it's all easy and kids don't agree with that. Obviously, they see you're there now and then they depend on you to be there. For you're them. the adult. And you get all the shit. Kids right. can be assholes. I was an asshole. I, <laughs> I, I was a, I think not that early, but then in teenage years, definitely. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Teenage years for sure. So to me, I think it's really fascinating this idea of you have basically an entirely new life. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, it was all about me. I lived the most selfish and beautiful life ever before. But you also were at a, at a firm or something. You also started your business. I was business. freelancing, yeah. Before I started my company, I was freelancing for years and years. And then before that, I was full-time in like corporate big ad agencies and international giant soul-sucking companies so same industry you've always been doing like some sort of branding or marketing yeah mm -hmm. yeah so just a lot bigger it was it was on huge international clients with lots and lots of money mm -hmm. so and when now mm -hmm. trying to do it with good people it's a very different world right. <laughs> it's yeah. very on the cheap <laughs> low it's changing budget. a little but it's definitely it's easier when you don't have a huge um team that you have to pay for yeah, for sure <laughs> yeah it is. In a building. So what Snacks. is the least fun thing about your work day? About my work day? Um, yeah, like what's the thing that you avoid? Wait, are we going away from the personal part? No, we just we just added that context. <laughs> oh, we, we just added <laughs> a little context. There's there's professional context, there's personal context. And then well now we're gonna jump into both since we know her a little bit. Right. Mm. Okay, cool. Here we go. Oh, yeah. did you want to know something about us? I mean, Sure. I've, you told me a little bit. Okay, good. I'm mm. good. Thank cool. you, though. <laughs> All right. So this episode uh -huh. is brought to you by... Do you know who it's brought to you by? It's brought to you by I Love Creatives. Dot com. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, we, uh, we are sponsoring our own episode because we are awesome and self-starters. And you can also be a self-starter as well. We have a really amazing newsletter that comes out every week. Mm -hmm. And there are a bunch of jobs and businesses and events and virtual events and uh, cool things that people are looking for every week in our newsletter. And if you want to reach 
a community of creatives, you can also purchase an ad or create an ad and post it because we want to be a place where you can reach creatives. So yeah, there's a lot of other fun stuff on there, but check that out. Just go to ilovecreatives.com and blah, it'll be right there. All right, let's get back to that episode. I can't wait. Thanks, Puno. Thanks. No, thank you. Yeah, so what's the least fun thing about your day? What do you find yourself day avoiding? Day or work day? Work day. What do you find Wh- yourself avoiding doing in a week or a day? Um, always everything new business related, like outreach Ooh, and yeah. uh, proposals and contracts. Mm. I have contracts because we're in LA. I have a lawyer who also wants to be a screenwriter. So I make like n- cool proposal decks for him for his movies. And mm. then he writes contracts for me. So I have that figured out. But writing a proposal... And I think even harder than that is reaching out to new clients, potential new clients, like even figuring out where to find them. So I just hide behind my mm, sketchbook and laptop okay. and don't do that. So yeah. Puno, yeah. how do you make it fun? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this version is a little bit of Ask Puno, but it's also... Well, it's, but you promised me the But it's also secret. like an Ask Maceo and it's also Ask Lisa. Yeah. But you're first. I mean, well, I, I. What are your thoughts? So I, I like quit my job. I used to work at Activision, and I went into freelance, and I tried freelancing at an ad agency, and I was like, ooh, and then was looking for work. Ended up on Squarespace freelancing. Um, happened to be the best. I, I, it was hard for me. I needed to find clients, obviously. Um, and I, f- I actually, what I did is I went to a bunch of events where there were small businesses, um, and I would just go up to strangers and I would be like, hi, we go. hi, I'm Puno and I make Squarespace websites. I was like very specific about it. Um, so that they could think about, do you think that helped you? Then? Yeah. Cause I do a lot of different things. And then this is the second thing that I did is I made friends with, social media people, photographers, and boutique agencies. Mm -hmm. And then um, just anybody who I thought would be in the same realm as my customer base. But it took me about, I I think it took three to six months for me to get enough clients to feel like I have a workload. And and I didn't make the salary I wanted to until three years. So I, I feel like, I mean, the first year, I'll be very really transparent. The first year I had savings and I made about 14 grand. And then the second year um, I, I was like, my savings are gone. And so I dug in more and I made about 65. And then the third year, a lot of those first people became referrals or continued clients. And then that third year was when I finally made my same salary, which was like mm-hmm. 100. But I mean, it it took three years for me to get there, so it's I I don't know unless you're, you know. Well, that's kind of what I was saying is. Uh, it was that that was not joy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I guess what I what I well, so what what I heard you say is kind of what I was saying outside. One piece of it is is find the industry ecosystem that you can work within. Yeah. The PR people, the boutique agencies, and the. Um, and the social media folks, those are the people who have or are already going for clients that need Squarespace websites. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. You're in the world and you can be 
you know, an upsell to them if they don't do that or you can take more off. That, I like that. That's good. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that I want to like sort of double click on is why would you say you only did Squarespace websites if you were already a UX designer and you could do graphic design and you could do... It's too much. Explain. I, I felt like, um, well, one, I also didn't want to make Shopify websites. Uh, that That is probably not, if you're, I had a very specific goal. I was building Isle of Creatives at the time, so I only wanted to work two hours a day because uh, otherwise I would never work on the business. So it was like really important for me to not have something that, if you do a Shopify website, you're kind of on the hook a lot. Mm, And so it was just really hard for me to, um, it was hard for me to work. And so I was like, I'm not going to do Shopify. So I had that, that meant my budgets were way lower. Um, and, but that also meant that there was, it was just like one and done and I could just like get it over with, you know? And then the other thing is I, I did branding and graphic design for a little bit, but that had the same kind of back and forth. Um, but on the upfront, and it was too, it, it was too frustrating for me to figure out how to estimate those projects. Um, and I just didn't want to do that anymore. So I realized like Squarespace is this medium where people will pay at least $1,500, $3,000 for, which was good. And they needed it. So that's good. And then they'd have to have all the stuff, the branding, the fonts, the pretty much everything uh, figured out. And then, so that's why I was like, I wanted to be very specific about that. Not everybody's like that though. I, I had a, I had a goal. So you whittled down your offering to one kind of service in order to free up your time for your larger project, for your larger goals. Right. But that could even be, that doesn't have to be, um, I guess that doesn't have to be a building a company that could also just be like so that you free up your time to find the work that you actually want to do yeah and I mean for me it was I I would like I had this thing where I was really burnt out at Activision so every day I would ask myself what is bothering you like what's annoying you right now and what can you do about it so that kind of forced me to consistently track my deal breakers and I would change I would iterate and do something. I would start designing another way I could do freelance because I had freelanced after 2008 when I got laid off in the advertising world. And um, I knew how easy it is to like hate your life in freelance. Oh yeah. It's so easy. It is. Because everything is your decision. So, and you have to make multiple decisions at one time. So it was like really important for me to kind of like be the best manager I've ever wanted and just like check in daily (laughs) like I I couldn't I knew that if I checked in like weekly or monthly like it would just spiral what do you mean by check-in like I had the the like morning question I I was like always every morning I would ask myself this question I don't do it as much anymore but like in the beginning I would ask what's frustrating you what can we do about it oh yeah okay so what's yours my morning question (laughs) <laughs> or, or what are your answers to those? To, um, well, I think the answers are quite quite straightforward. You either have to find a way to love that side of the business or you have to hire somebody to do it for you. Exactly. Yeah. And I haven't decided which road I'm going to go down, I think. Yeah. I mean, 
obviously yeah because like you'd have to find that person i think i've been trying both a little bit i've been trying to learn a little more about running a business and figuring out a way to love it that's not going so great (laughs) the love part at least (laughs) but i also haven't found a person that i trust enough to kind of get my my work standards and my love to detail and aesthetic and like i'm a nerd when it comes to design so I mean, the person I want to work with needs to kind of get that and support that, but also have that business hat on. So if I'd find the right person, I think I'd definitely bring somebody on. What's an example of a a thing, like a specific task you need them to help you with? I mean, just organizing things is a nice thing. So I've been thinking about just getting a project manager to just get my system in place. Right now, I'm a little bit all over the place. So, like, um, like when you're onboarding a client? Yeah, probably. That mm-hmm. could be nice. Yeah. But also the step before, I think. I, I don't enjoy going out and talking to people mm-hmm. about this, at least not. Mm-hmm. I don't mind talking to strangers. I don't think it's a very German thing to do. <laughs> so, I'm not as good as you are. You? <laughs> yeah, he's, like, nodding. No, but... Um, you're great. But what I think is harder for me is in my head, it's stuck that I'm selling and that's uncomfortable. Mm. And I know all the theory about your offering and your helping. And I do have this giant agency experience that I can funnel down and bring to smaller clients who can't afford an agency. So I could really help people and I know I could make an impact. But somehow it's stuck in my head that this is selling and this is weird and it makes me cringe a little bit. So I just don't do it. Mm. Oh, I love that. You know what? Okay. So this is the deal. Mm. I'm great at talking to strangers. Yeah. I'm also great at marketing, storytelling, building interest. Mm. What I'm not great at, I'm good at it. What I'm not great at is closing. Mm. Well, I'm here though. So... You closed. You closed me. <laughs> you closed the door of my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! You I'm pointed scared, to though. yourself, Puno. I'm a closer. Puno's a closer. I can see that. Yeah. Puno, yeah. Puno you're a closer. I don't know. You just seem to seem to be able to convince people to do things. Pretty much anything. <laughs> like, all right, you know I'll why? I'll just buy that. It's sure. Beca- <laughs> it's yeah. because of Settlers of Catan. Oh, oh yeah. really? there we it's go. A great there we game. go back to I'm not a board game person. Uh-huh. Maybe so, I should. The so game. I'll 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 let's let's talk. Let's vent a little bit about yeah. this closing bit, and then maybe Puno, if you have some insight. But she's gonna teach us. I'll I'll say f- on my side of things that I'm so good at the storytelling part that I actually feel like I'm can't tell the difference between if I've done a good job selling or or telling the story or if I've just manipulated them. Is that, I mean... I think both works. Yeah, positive manipulation. Yes. Just don't call it that. Well, no, it is. Is is, there a word for positive manipulation? Um, Well, that's what you call uh, behavioral economics or like uh, uh, nudging. Nudging. Right? Like that's what what we do. That's what what we do when we create choice architecture. That's what marketing is, right? It's, It's affirming a behavior that people wouldn't otherwise do, but it moves them towards the self-described goal that they say they want. But the funny thing about that is that I'm really good at that too when it is for other people. So for my clients, I can tell all the stories and I can sell everything. Right, because there is a a conflict of interest when you stand to benefit from the advice you're giving to someone else or the offering. Yeah, maybe. Right, like, hey, yeah, this would be a great um, 
idea for you to, you know, you would look great in white. Should and we I do a role play? You, okay, yeah, let's do it. I love doing hypotheticals. Right, okay, you set me? it up. Wait, you set it up. Am I role playing the? No, oh okay. yeah, you are. You're telling us what's going on. Okay, so you are going to be. You have a sustainable brand. Um, you, it, the you are doing quite well. For you, you're thinking you're doing quite well. Okay, let me just say you're. I'm doing well enough, but I need branding services. You, you like started a, a an Etsy shop, and I don't know why, but like you make two thousand, three thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. and um, you always just did it on your Instagram, and people love you. Um, yeah, that's really not my client, though. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> you describe the yeah, client. Describe all right, client. let me set it up, and mm-hmm. then you have to be me mm-hmm. because you're the closer. Oh, okay, okay, and then you'll be the... Okay. Yeah. I'll be the brand. You, right. are, Thank you, you have a successful, sort of successful. You're kind of getting there. You're Give selling. me a number. I know you hate numbers. Yeah, no, I don't, no, you can make up the number. I'll tell you the story. Okay. Um, so your ex made a website for you, and then you had a little bit of money coming in, so you invested in really nice packaging, but it doesn't quite fit the website. And then your brother drew you a logo right in the beginning when you started. Oh. And you have this skincare line. Let's say skincare line. And Ooh, it's all I organic and nice. And um, it, it's know. a really great product. But you kind of feel like you're not reaching the right audience. And there's a, there's a huge market out there. But it's full. So you coming, you're coming. you just kind of trying to figure out what to do next to reach more people. Right. Because yeah. it's a bit disconnected. All of I it. got it. Okay, yeah. cool. Hey, hi. How you doing? My name is Maceo, and I run a skincare line called Noir. Oh. And it's a skincare line for black men. Mm. And we're doing pretty good. But, you know, um, ever since, you know, Bevel came out, they've really been eating at our market share. And we need something splashy to penetrate through that and really get our story out there. Yeah. Okay, wait. So, all right, so I, I love your brand. I think it's cool. Like, there's definitely some parts to it that I feel like isn't as cohesive. Is that what you're looking for? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, like, And what? I really like you. It's great. You yeah. seem cool. <laughs> you heard a lot from me from a friend? Yeah. I met this woman, Lisa. Yeah. She told me about you. Well, okay, wait. So, so what's, like, the main thing that you need right now? I would say that our packaging's already dialed. Uh-huh. And we kind of just want to bring it all together so that it's cohesive. Right. And the logo that we have right now, it's just like a PNG and we keep trying to scale it up and down, but it's, yeah. it's not amazing and it doesn't look professional. Yeah. So maybe we can't get on the shelves we need to because of our marketing mm. and our branding. Okay. So like, if you want my honest opinion, I feel like the logo that you have is actually fine for now, but if you want to pay for that, I know a graphic designer that'd be awesome for you to like suggest for that. Um, but in terms of like doing a nice rebrand on your web and probably doing, are you doing a lot of direct to consumer or you have retail? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you want to do more direct to consumer. We, we have, we have direct to consumer mm-hmm. and uh, we're trying to get in a little bit more retail as well. Yeah. But you really want, you, you want both, I guess. Right. Okay. Well, well then, so, um, so I feel like if we did a web redesign, okay, that would be awesome. And it, I feel like you also should do another photo shoot. I don't do that either, but I can suggest a few people that I think would be in that tone. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if we, if you wanted to work together, 
Um, usually how I work is you would just send me about three websites that you like and then just give me like a quick sentence about each one. And then um, from there, I can just give you a little quote on like how much it would cost. To be honest, like right off the bat, I think it's going to start at around three to four K. Um, but like it just depends on how much stuff you want to do, you know? Right. OK. Yeah. I mean, I think that's all sounds good. I think about page, home page and, you know, the shopping cart functions is pretty much what we're looking for. And three to four K sounds pretty good. So, um, you know, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to get that those references sent to you. And um, maybe I guess, is that it or? Yeah. OK. Yeah, that's it. And you know what? So that was way too easy. I know. I feel like also you made I, it way too easy for her. I do ask to. Okay, wait. Maybe sh you should role play. Then. So why? No, why? No, no, so good. why is it too easy? What was the part that made that? Made I mean, it too easy? usually I feel like people don't just say yes that quickly. Mm -mm. They need to think about it. Well, he didn't say yes things. to anything because no, I just said, I just said, but me. Um, here's my other question. Did you purposefully said no to the first couple of things? Mm -hmm. Like I don't do graphic. Is that, is that a, a closing spiel here? No. Am I That's learning something? Or is it just something you don't do? Because I'll do it all. I'll do the photo shoot and the marketing yeah. and the website and yeah. that's the whole full service package. I mean, if I did that, I would say that I totally can do oh, that. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought that might be a sales trick. No, no. I'm very keen on learning the sales <laughs> trick here now. <laughs> I mean, okay. So in terms of like whenever... So what is... Give us Puno's closing tips. I know, right? The two... Give us your secret. The most closing tip that I can give you is... Um, is figure out kind of where they are financially and revenue wise. Oh. Yeah. Because that's like a really good way of understanding like, oh, this person's only making two, $3,000 a month. Like this is going to hit home. Like this is going to hit hard. Yeah. And so that's why I usually like a lot of the times I'll, people will come to me first and they'll be like, I heard I should do Shopify. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, okay, here's the thing about Shopify. It's great. And there's a lot of stuff you can do with it. But until you make about, 5k monthly revenue consistently you're not really going to take advantage of most of those things and you're always going to need a website redesign but like in the beginning I think what you want is to save a little bit of that cash maintain the website yourself so that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you how to maintain the update mm. the stuff that you want to and then you're going to save a lot of money doing that um, and you're not going to be frustrated because you can change it whenever you want to. And then when you get to the point where you make five to 10 K a month, then it's a no brainer to like switch to Shopify. It's, but that's why I usually ask about their, how much money they're making because then, then like you can suggest all sorts of things. So your strategy is to get the numbers out in earlier, earlier in the conversations mm -hmm. instead of later in the conversations. Mm. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I feel like we're all still so uncomfortable talking about money. Yeah. And I, and I just say, I also, you know, I, I try not to make a big deal out of it. I'm always like, so like, how much are you guys making monthly? I just want to see like, in terms of, um, are you guys doing paid ads da, 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 and just like ask in, in context of other things and and then usually they'll they'll tell you but if they don't i mean like yeah we're doing pretty good i think so you know we're, you and know. i'll be like what is pretty good is it like two five ten k and then they'll be like oh two and i'll be like that's you know that's i don't great, know but that, no thank you yeah mm -hmm. and then that's when i'll be like okay maybe i should do 
I'll, I'll really suggest something and be like, look, like at 2K a month right now, you know, here's what you should focus on. And mm -hmm. I'm probably going to be too expensive for you right now. But I think if you do these things, they'll really like help and like, you know, right. Yeah, go there. That's a good one too. Providing value and all that. Yeah. Providing mm -hmm. the menu. So what are the questions? Mm -hmm. This is a question that I have for you, Lisa, because I did like the fact that Puno said no to a couple things because there's things that make us money. And this is how I keep it my builds trust. Well, I agree. no, no. Yes. But mm. there's thing I guess for me is how I keep my life fun is I don't do things that I don't want to do. Yeah. And so my question to you is when we we talked, you said that you just want to be a creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what does that mean? And what is the thing that is dead center of your working day that brings you that are that is fun af mm -hmm. just doing the work is is fun for me so well, if, like if i have the client and we've agreed on all the the paperwork and that the outlines and the budgets it's and the then photoshopping no not so much the photoshopping for me it's the the beginning of it i my favorite client ever is when you when somebody hasn't done anything yet so when somebody comes to me and says i have this fantastic idea i want to create this service product whatever it is it's going to change the world um here's why i'm doing it here's the vision and here's the type of client i think that could work with and then i get to translate that into a visual world that's awesome that's so where you i get like, lost in you like starting from scratch you like creating assets yeah. you like understanding like the psychology the visual brand right you don't want to do the maintenance the assets thing. is boring right you don't want to do the maintenance I'm very big picture okay. i do have a fantastic team for the asset creating mm. stuff and i can do it myself too so mm -hmm. it depends on the client and the budget but i think the big vision and that creative first part is the most fun and then what i also really like is that's why i do everything is when you at the end see it all come together so from the logo to the website to the photo shoot or the campaign or whatever it is, the video you do, and then you see it come to life and you feel like, ooh, this is a brand now. This feels like a real cool brand that I want mm. in the world. So that's the thing that I'm maybe better at than, than closing is because I'm, I'm better at marketing, people don't really come to me with stuff I don't want to do anymore. Yeah. So I will say, oh, yeah, no, I don't do that. No, I don't do that. But usually people right now, whatever it is, when I was selling socks, people would ask me about socks. When I was mm -hmm. marketing my dancing, people would ask me about dancing. When I'm talking about my book, people ask me about my book. But I don't ever, I try not to build any more websites. Well, Even okay. if, like if I need the money, I do it. But that's over here on the left, mm -hmm. on the right hand side. I'm uh, trying to develop my business, doing things that I'm going to get a premium for, but I also love. This is, okay, so... What are your thoughts, Puno? So I'm, like, thinking about the the ideal client for you. Ooh. And, well, no, based on what you were saying, yeah. and and it could be either two people. It could be someone who has funding mm -hmm. or has money, or is, you know, willing to spend money. Yeah. Or they really are a small business, like super bootstrappy. So the reality of where the money is coming from kind of determines how your business is going to run as well. Yeah. 
Sure. I think that's like, that's the part with the Squarespace thing for me was like, that was the business part that I was realizing, okay, I want, I also wanted the control because mm-hmm. I used to work in an agency and I'd be like Pepsi, they hand me a brand book and I didn't get to do anything. Yeah. So I was like, I want to create something from the ground up, but the only people that would let me do that and do the kind of designs that I wanted to do were super bootstrapped, bootstrapped ones. ones. Yeah. And so I feel like, I mean, if you understand the type of client and where their funding is coming from, I think the conversation uh, will be a little bit different because you're coming from a place of like, look, I know that you're just starting out and I'm here to like help your business thrive. And I also know that I can't charge you that much. Mm. So it's like, and here are the ways that I can cut your whatever your uh, costs mm. um, but then that just means you have to meet you have to meet more of them but the conversation is so much simpler yeah I think knowing it and actually going out there and finding those people is also a different thing mm-hmm, totally knowing the theory and then I think what I need to learn a little bit still is to keep the business in mind like I get very excited about someone's amazing idea and I feel like yes let's change the world together and make this really cool and beautiful and then I sometimes forget to figure in the costs that I have to run this business and this life and the thing the thing too that's interesting is like if you want to work with these types of clients your budgets are going to be slightly lower yeah and then therefore you don't have the luxury of hiring project managers and unless the volume of those clients That's where all the hats come back in right hey um we're having so much fun i hate to be a party pooper puno uh, okay but i have to talk <laughs> about something that might not be so fun it's oh. it's grief and um you know uh we run a a workshop on citizensofculture.com about facing grief because Sometimes you have to deal with the loss of revenue, the loss of a life, or the changes in your life that might be from a relationship ending. And so we put together a workshop to help us move through these difficult times. Uh, We have a really great facilitator. So if you're interested in something like that, it is not necessarily going to make grief fun, but it certainly won't make it any worse. And if, if if we're lucky, it'll make it a little bit easier to get through. So check out the Grief Practice Workshop on citizensofculture.com. Amazing. Well, I think that was much needed. Thank you. All right. Now back to the podcast. Woo woo. So my question is then for for you, um, Lisa, do you think that running a business is fun? That being on your own as a solopreneur is fun. Or why did you do this in the first place mm-hmm. as opposed to working at a boutique? Yeah. I think it's more fun than not doing it. I don't think it's always fun. And I I wonder if I'm coming around to the fact that maybe it can't always be fun. Maybe then you wouldn't appreciate the fun so much. So um, I, do th- I, I don't think I could ever go back. Mm. I do love the creative freedom. And in agencies, you probably know that there's just so much hierarchy and ego and bullshit. Nobody actually cares about the impact that they can make and the people there's not a lot of empathy mm. um so just that and being able to create that culture and those values for myself and decide when I work and when I don't work which then brings us back to the personal life also uh is worth it 
but I don't think it'll ever always be fun for me. Would mm. you would you ever go back, Puno? There are some people that like just friends of mine that I'm always like, man, I I would I could work, I could work for her, or yeah. him, or they. Um, but I'm also collaborating, yeah. so it's like much, oh, I'd much rather me. work with them than yeah. for them. I think. Well, so if that's the case, oh. then yeah, like you kind of do, or it would be in your best interest to embrace a little bit of the business side. I know. Well, here we are back again. Mm-hmm. Or finding someone that believes in what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. who's an awesome business person. Um, and I, I mean, would you be willing to train that person? I think so. I don't know if I'm capable of training that person. I'm just still figuring out how to run a business. But um, I mean, I've, I've trained a lot of creative people before. I've had big teams and was teaching I don't know if I'm skilled enough to teach business just yet. But I'd be happy to figure it out together with somebody. I think you should totally do that. Actually, I have a service oh, that you might go. really love. Oh, what's your service? I just had, well, I was going, I had this one month where just everything was just, it was just shit show. Like, my mom was in town. I was trying to do the stand-up thing. My business, there was lots of stuff that was happening. And um, a friend of mine told me about this uh, virtual personal assistant. Yeah. And it was... I've heard that before. They're <laughs> military wives. Oh, interesting. They're all Someone military. told me about something else that's just moms from home who used to be like fancy corporate assistants, executive assistants and all that. Right. Yeah. So I've been working with her and... Uh, for the past like maybe three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually... It's been... Yeah, it's been good. I do have to teach still. So I think, you know, I mean, I'm always of the like my friend. I have friends that would not that would disagree with me on this. I I do like to learn about what these business parts or these business things are in order for me to take the time and be able to teach someone as Mm -hmm. opposed to just, you know, pay extra and then get the rock star. Yeah. I mean, I've done, I like the rock star, of course, but I'm not financially there yet. Yeah. So I have to teach. And in order for me to do that, then I have to um, spend three to six months figuring it out on my own. And then another three to six months teaching someone and giving them the time to learn mm. yeah. and make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. All right. All right. Lots of homework to do. Here we go. <laughs> I like it. Do you like researching and homework and stuff? No, I hate it. Do you <laughs> remember like I'm the kid who doodles um, while while everyone else is doing math? Mm-hmm. But if you did find this one person, that would kind of make your business feel more fun. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that would allow me to be more of just the creative again. I probably need to just talk to more people about it. Maybe I'll find that frustrated person at an agency that could be a fit and gets my design nerdism. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good because Ooh. then you get to practice talking to strangers without oh, having to close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that. And in the meantime, I'll try and bulk the not fun tasks. So I'll figure out a way to do it without hating it. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. I like how we just went from joy in life to figuring out my business situation. (laughs) (laughs) It's like first um, health situation. All right. All right. Well, Well, then I guess 
It's fun. <laughs> well, now you have to tell me the secret of joy. All right. You so you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So the secret of joy, and you don't have to do this because you don't, you know, whatever. I don't know the fucking secret. But <laughs> you take off your glasses. Okay. Oh, because oh, I don't have glasses. And put your finger right in front of your, right in front of your face. Uh-huh. And whenever you're feeling like um, things are not working out for you or whatever, stare at your finger from about this distance without your glasses on. You have to and explain the distance, no? The distance is about one foot from your nose. Okay. And what you're going to do is you're going to try to stare at your finger while putting your tongue on the tip of your nose. <laughs> do, you, do you notice that your eyebrows are going up? <laughs> They're kind of coming together, I think. Yeah. yeah. So oh. when you do that, it's just going to clear your head from whatever was stressing <laughs> you out. So the solution is don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that was a fun episode. We all are. They all are. So if you felt that way too, we would love it if you could, uh, well, Maceo, could you tell them what they should do? If you could just go ahead and drop us a million stars or as many as you think are, are worthy as a little review and, and, and maybe tell us what you liked about it. Yeah. And then our parents will be proud of us. Mm, I can feel it already. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. It's fun. With Puno and Maceo. Maceo and Puno. It's Puno and Maceo. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>